You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, welcome back. It's your host, Danny, and today I am joined by Sassy Cassie, the world's smallest stripper. Cassie has been in the industry for 12 years and standing at 2 feet 10 inches, has worked as a feature dancer in clubs all over the country. Thank you so much for joining me, Cassie. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. I have been so excited to interview you. I have so many questions. So before we even get started, for myself and the other less knowledgeable, what is the correct term to be used when referring to someone of your stature? Well, most little people, um, they like the word, you know, little person. Um, the medical condition is dwarfism. And um, midget is more derogatory in a sense. And um, I used to not use it as a child, you know, I was more, it was more hurtful Mm -hmm. because I, you know, I didn't know exactly what it meant, Mm -hmm. but growing up as an adult now, you know, I can see that most people just use that word because they're unaware that it's, you know, offensive and they're not necessarily trying to be mean. They just don't know what else to say. And so, you know, I kind of give people a little bit more leeway and kind of correct them, you know. Um, and in the dictionary, it, you know, they, it describes midget as someone with small stature. Mm-hmm. And then when you look up dwarf, it describes a mythical creature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so whatever, you know, you want to be called, it, it all kind of depends on, you know, the person themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and I use it as more of a promotion because when you say little person dancer, somebody could be like, okay, somebody that's four and a half, five feet. Mm-hmm. When you say midget dancer, they know that you're talking about somebody three foot or smaller. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of like from my self experience, um, the tone. You know, oh, if people be like, "Oh, hey, you stupid midget," or "Hey, mm-hmm. you fucking midget," I'm be like, um, "No, yeah, no, don't don't call me that." Yeah. But you know, if somebody is describing me like, "Oh, okay, you you know you're." The midget stripper, right? You know, be like, yeah, that's me, but I prefer not to be called a midget. I kind of just use it for promotion, Mm -hmm. you know, so. Definitely, the intention behind it for sure. Yes. Yeah, and I agree with you. Like, I truly would never, I like to think I would never intentionally call someone something to hurt their feelings um, with regards to, like, looks or anything like that. Um, And it's really just, like, yeah, not knowledgeable about what the proper terminology is. Right? right? So, thank you. So, moving forward, little person is the term I will be using. Or if you know my name, that's yes. the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, calling you by name is always nice too, right? Um, so, you actually hold a record, don't you? Uh, yes. Um, two foot, ten inches. Uh, I, it's not with Guinness. It's with a company in the United Kingdom. Um, but it's still, you know, it's, it's a world record, you know, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, as being the smallest stripper. That's amazing. When did you get that? You. When did you get that? Um, well, I've been dancing since 2008, and I think I applied for the record in 2010. Nice. And you still hold it today. Very impressive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Unless there's somebody that's two foot nine. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll take her out. No, just joking. <laughs> so you actually had a very unique start in the adult entertainment industry. Can you tell us that entrance story? Of course, yeah. Um, I mean, growing up, you know, with my 
um, you know, sister, I would always play, you know, my Barbies would be strippers for some reason. <laughs> you know, it's kind of fun. <laughs> so th- th- that's another reason, I guess. But um, uh, I uh, frequently was on the Jerry Springer show ever since I turned 18. They had reached out to me when MySpace was popular. Okay. And like, hey, we want, you know, we need a little person for this segment. Can you do it? And I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, I'm young and dumb. <laughs> um, so my mom hated me for it. Um, and uh, they picked me up in like one of those town cars, you know, at my house to go to the airport. And um, she's like, you know, you can't do this. And I'm like the, the typical 18 year old. Mom, I'm 18. I'll do what I want. I love you. I'll call you when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> and why did your um, mom not want you to do it? I'm just worried about her, you know, her daughter going on a Jerry Springer, you yeah. know, by herself. Mm-hmm. And just as any parents, you know, worry about their kids. Um, because I'm, you know, small, it's harder for me to defend myself. So right. it's kind of, you know, triple the worrisome. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know. But, um, yeah, I got there. They kind of explained to me a little bit beforehand what they wanted me to do. But um, it's kind of all staged, you know. They had another... <gasps> the Jerry uh, Springer show isn't real? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, just crushing so, dreams here, Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them I'm saying anything. <laughs> but uh, they had another little person who's a friend of mine. Okay. They had us pretend to date. And um, then they had the guy that I was actually dating come on the show. Well, he was supposed to come on the show, but they thought it wasn't going to be funny enough for their segment. Okay. So they brought in a guy I never met before, this 300-pound man. Oh. (laughs) That uh, they told me that I'm cheating on my little person boyfriend with this 300-pound man that I met online. And what they told me that when I got twist. there, like, we want you to do this. <laughs> oh, my God. So I was like, okay, let's go for it. And um, that was my first ever, you know, Jerry Springer experience. They had the big guy get down on his knees and box the little person. Oh, my God. <laughs> for, for my heart, you know. Oh, and in the end, um, the big guy picked me up in his arms and his tits were bigger than my head. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all for the ratings, you know, that they, they want their ratings. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, getting off track from how that got me into the industry. But um, I mean, you I saw big tits and you were like, I want to keep seeing big tits. <laughs> I may as well right? become a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, um, you know, I went back on the show a bunch of times, you know, just as one of their eye candy girls, mm-hmm. you know, dancing in the background on the catwalk, doing the pole work. And an agency reached out to a gentleman that he books his girl, or he sends girls to their club to work. And this guy's like, I have this perfect girl for you. He was on the Jerry Springer with his dancers from their club. And the guy's like, okay, tell her about her, you know? And they're like, well, she's this two and a half or two foot ten female. You know, she shakes her butt, she climbs the pole. And they asked me, can we give you, or can we give your number to uh, the agency? I was like, sure, why not? And they called me up and they're like, we would like you to join our company, travel the world and make money. And what 19 year old doesn't want to do that? Mm-hmm. No <laughs> kidding. Yeah. You're sold. So, um, yeah, my first ever feature gig, I didn't know that I had to get topless. 
because I had practiced in the club of the gentleman that got me the job, you know, just doing, you know, not topless. And very generous guy. I'm going to shout you out. Buck from Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Good old you're Buck. The, you're, the club of your name, I cannot think about right now because it's been 12 years. But, yes. You know, he had me put me up in a hotel, paid for my first photo shoot, when we practiced in his club for a week. Oh, wow. And, yeah, very generous guy. Um, but, yeah, so my first gig, I didn't know I had to be topless. And the house mom, Rhonda, sweet woman, in Indiana, PT's Indianapolis, my first gig ever, she um, was like, well, honey, you know, you, you kind of have to. I was like, <laughs> okay, what do I do? Well, here's some liquid courage. <laughs> you know, man, I was in and out of that bathroom, you know, after that first couple of drinks, just, you know, after you break the seal. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it helped me, you know, and yeah, kind of, you know, ever since then, I, I get nervous a few times getting on stage, but as soon as I get on that stage, I'm, I'm great. Mm-hmm. That's, that's such a wild story. <laughs> Start <Yeah>. to finish. <laughs> What was your, I guess, yeah, your first, I was going to say, what was your first day on the job like? How, so you got your liquid courage. You luckily had a nice house mom who kind of, you know, uh, gave you a little tip. But how was that? I still talk to her to this day. You know, she's a very wonderful woman. Awesome. Good old Rhonda. Um, Yes. (laughs) uh, What was the actual, like, working that night? Like, the doing the private dances and getting on stage? Did you do VIP then? Because I know. Um, I can't remember exactly Mm -hmm. like if I did any VIP dances that weekend but I remember that you know features you know we do like theme shows and stuff Mm -hmm. so I remember I had like uh, blow pops and I danced to Lil Wayne lollipop of course (laughs) (laughs) and I would take the blow pop I put it in my mouth and then I'd give it to a customer and put it in his mouth now that wouldn't that wouldn't happen during this coronavirus time. No, that was, that was pre-corona <laughs> time. Twelve years ago, germs weren't really a thing, I guess. Right? Yeah, they weren't trending. <laughs> right. So yeah, that was my first, you know, theme show that I did. Love it. And it was fun. So you mentioned, you know, you still kind of get a little nervous going on stage, and I I echo that as well. No matter how long I've been dancing for, I'm at seven years now. Um, if I take time off work. The minute I go back to the to the floor, I still get kind of a little butterflies and I get a little nervous. And especially if I'm starting at a new club, I'm like, oh, what, oh, are, the, yes. what are the girls going to be like? What's the manager's going to be like? How are the dances done? Because there's just such variety everywhere you go. Even in the same province, there's variety um, or same state, I assume, for you. What, um, yes. <laughs> what, what uh, tips do you have for dancers on how they can get over that like new club fright? Let me think on that one. <laughs> well, I'm not a drinker anymore. Um, so, you know, but some girls, you know, you know, drink to get, you know, in their head. Um, I used to smoke marijuana. Mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore either. It started giving me bad anxiety. But those things all helped me in the past. And kind of now, I just honestly... Think about, you know, these people are here to see me. They want to see me. And, I, you know, I'm going to give them the best show that I can, whether I'm a little nervous or not. You know, I kind of, you know, they they showed up for me. 
you know, even if I stumble a little bit or, you know, they're not going to care. Like they got to see me, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know, have been following me for however long, you know, and some people are new, you know, didn't know that I was a feature and they're like, oh, wow, this is cool. This is different. And just kind of like, you know, getting that courage from the people that are there to see you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, definitely. Which it can be more nervous, or it can be more nerve-wracking, but at the same time, you're like, all right, I want to put on a good show for the people that care about me or care, you know, them here. Yeah, definitely. Kind of flipping it on its head. Yeah, there are a lot of people here, and that can be scary. But also, there are a lot of people here that, like, want to see me, and, like, having that as an empowering thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree as well. Um and then, yeah, the typical liquid courage substance, yeah. <laughs> Some people can rely on that. And the same, I was the same as you. When I first started, I definitely drank some nights, much more than I probably should have. And <laughs> some of those first few nights are a little black. Um, you yeah. can't really remember them. But <laughs> there are reasons why I don't drink anymore. My yeah. stomach is, can't handle it. No, exactly. <laughs> and it's funny because I honestly know more sex workers than non-sex workers that are sober now that like don't drink don't do drugs and it's funny how like that's quite the opposite of what the media portrays but I think a lot of baby strippers do do the liquid courage thing and then you kind of just embody that kind of courage on your own and you don't need that crutch right Mm -hmm. no I completely agree so as you mentioned you've danced you know, across the states, and that's something I haven't really had a chance to talk to many guests with because a lot of them are based here in Canada. I'm not trying to play favoritism. I just haven't had the lovely opportunity <laughs> to talk to many American ladies. Uh, what is your opinion on where the best place in America to dance is, and why is it the best? Hmm. From my personal experience, you wouldn't think, but um, a club in, I think Toledo, Toledo, Ohio, you know, yes, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, my my face was just like, wait, what? (laughs) They have, they have a few clubs. One of them is Platinum Plus Showgirls or Platinum Showgirls, one of those names. And I think another one was Scarlet's. But, you know, not just because the amount of money I made there, but it was just the the people there, you know, very loving. The managers were great. And the funny thing is I had one customer. um, He was the smallest guy in there. He was taller than I was, but the smallest guy in the club threw the most amount of money. Nice. Not that it matters what size you are, but I just thought that was a funny coincidence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Big and, wallet um, energy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, you know, a little club in Toledo, Ohio, just great. And um, let's see, another place would be Oregon. Um, Is it good? I've heard, I've heard it's good because I obviously I, you know, follow different Instagram whatevers and um I've heard mixed reviews of Oregon but it's good um the place that I went um it's called Stars Gentlemen's Club they have a like a circuit there's three different clubs in like or well I think they have more than three clubs but I went to three of their clubs Mm -hmm. in three different cities and again you know the money was just great off the wall and the management you know the guy um the owner of the clubs 
He also has a dachshund, so that was to my heart. <laughs> I have a wiener dog, everybody, a 24-pound wiener. And it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that, was, that was awesome, you know, to have. And um, now I, I can't forget about my home club where I lived in Colorado, uh, Platinum 84 Gentlemen's Club. Um, Scott Richter, the owner, amazing guy, does a lot of, you know, good for people, you know. And uh, he kind of, you know, took me and his family, that club, when I first moved out there. Um, they had hired me as a feature for his birthday. And then just kind of fell in love, you know, with, with the club, with the people, the girls, bartender, waitstaff, everybody. Just kind of made me feel at home and made me move out there. Oh, wow. Like, I, had, I wasn't living in Colorado. I kind of moved out there. Oh, wow. Um, the owner was getting in to do a documentary on my life. We called it The Next Little Thing. Oh, I love that. Still, <laughs> still in progress. You know, right now we're just kind of um, taking a hiatus, you know, because the virus and everything. We're just kind of getting footage for it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you kind of had me move out there for it. And, um, you know, they've always been family. Whenever I go out there, you know, I can just work whenever I want. You know, he's like, just come on in, you know, work, you know, a couple nights, however long you want. And, you know, I just kind of I love it out there. That's awesome. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Random places I would never think of, but I will <laughs> maybe one day check them out. <laughs> yes. So like anything, standing out can be a blessing and a curse, right? And especially in our industry. What is the usual response from people when you do show up to work at a new club? So going into new clubs, um, um, yeah, the girls, you know, most of them are very nice and everything. Some, some of them are kind of standoffish, you know, because they're like, oh, okay, we have a feature, you know, she's going to take all our money, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I'm, I'm really nice. You know, I grew up in the Midwest. I don't mind doing double dances with ladies. You know, I want all of us to make money. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing that kind of gets to me is their reaction when they're like, oh, my God, you're so cute. Can I hold you? Can I pick you up? Literally, no, they just don't. Like that, don't they? Oh They'll get down God. on their knees, oh or, you know, God. at my level, and I'm like thinking, I'm not a fucking puppy dog. Oh my God, I'm please, like cringing right please now. Please treat me. Please treat me like you'd treat any other person. Yes, I know I'm adorable and I'm little, but how would you like it if somebody approached you that way? Yeah. You know, it, it wouldn't. You, you don't do that to people that, and half these girls, I'm 31 years old. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm older than most of these girls in the industry, you know, yeah. that are, you know, these 18, 25 year olds and you know. Yeah. So sometimes I'll be like, oh, thank you. Sometimes I'll be like, I'll, I'll explain it to them. Like I just, you know, explain it to you, like, how would you like it? You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm not trying to be mean, mm-hmm. but it's just not. I know that you don't mean to do it mm-hmm. because you, you don't, you're not thinking, you know, like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, reacted that way. But just take a step back and think how it would make you feel if somebody did that to you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah, those are pretty much my reactions to that aspect. If you're catching me on a bad night, <laughs> I'd be like, I'll just be like, yeah, thanks. Bye. Walk away. <laughs> That's you on a bad night? Oh, my God. That's me on a good night. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I try. I, I, I really try to hold my tongue sometimes. But, you have to. Um, and then really cus- as far as customers' reactions, you know, 
this doesn't happen often, but when it does, I really let them know how it makes me feel. Like I don't hold back, you know, like, oh man, my, you're the size of my daughter. I don't want to be in here. Oh, this is wrong. I'd be like, well, they advertised me for weeks. So you knew I was going to be here. So if you don't like it, you can get fuck up. Yeah. Um, another reaction. Um, do children have tattoos or boobs? Can they do the gymnastics stuff that I can do? No, I am a grown woman. Sorry that you look at it that way, but that is something that's wrong with your own, you know, brain. Who would if even, you associate even, the two? Yeah, who would even think that for fuck's sake? That's wild. Yeah, um, I had a guy kicked out of the club once because he he threatened to hit me. What? Basically, you know, I, I walked I walked by him. And then all of a sudden, his reaction was like, just like, no, 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 get away, get away. And I said, excuse me, sir, what do you mean? He, and he's just like, no, no, I, I can't, I can't. And, and I was just like, he's like, this is just wrong. This is just, I was like, sir, you need to calm down. He's like, wow. no, just leave. And I was like, no, you're going to respect me? Yeah. Or you can get up and leave. Yeah. He's like, if you don't, if you don't get out, if you don't like move, I'm going to hit you. I was like, you're going to do what now? Wow. You're going to do what? And, like, apparently later on I found out that, like, it it was, like, one of those daughter things. And I was just thinking, you know, you could have not looked at me or you could have reacted differently. And is that how you but talk not, to your daughter? Like, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, like wow, that's yeah. concerning. And I was like, you're not – you're going to tr- – treat me like a human being. Mm-hmm. I said, once you treat me like a human being, I will respect your wishes mm-hmm. and walk away from you. Yeah. But if you're not going to treat me like a human being, then I'm going to, you know, We're gonna have an treat issue. you the same way. Yeah. And then, you know, the majority of got people like, oh my God, you're so strong. This is amazing. We're happy to have you. Um, I've never seen anything like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, you're my fantasy. I, I get mostly, you know, good reactions. That's good. But people, you know, I, I do want to tell people about the, you know, the negative stuff too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You need to address both sides for sure. Um, this is a total like random thought I just had because like a large part of like your like specialness for like, or, you know, your uniqueness is that, um, is your height I don't know why I just came to mind. Do you wear high heels? Like, or do you, it's like the whole point to like, I know maybe this sounds really stupid, but like, or would it kind of defeat the purpose of being like, I'm 210, but I'm now I'm three, five. Cause does that make sense? What I'm saying, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I don't wear them on stage. Right. Okay. Um, because it's harder for me to dance in them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I climb the pole with my feet mm-hmm, instead right. of my legs. Mm-hmm. But, um, I do have maybe three or four pairs of heels that are custom made actually mm. um, from a lady. It's called the little shoe store. Okay. She's on Instagram. And um, during the virus, the guy that makes the shoes is, you know, not doing it at the moment. Right. Uh, because you know, the, the, I think the manufacturer is in China. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, but whatever she has left in her in- inventory, they are, you know, selling them. So, any little women, you know, that are between, you know, I'd say four foot or shorter, you know, she's got high heels for you. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. A little shout out there but, um, looking from. Yeah, the little shoe store. Cool. Um, and that's on Instagram. Awesome. So how has being a little person impacted your career as a dancer? 
Do you think it's like um, made it better, made it worse, made it more challenging, made it easier? How has that really impacted the career for you? I think that, you know, um, every aspect that you mentioned, you know, it's made it challenging, you know, um, as, you know, a lot of people, they, you know, don't understand, you know, differences. So like, I don't know if I want to check that out. That's kind of weird, you know, but at, at the same time, people are like, oh my God, I've never seen this before. I have to see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as far as, um, in my own community, the little people community, you know, a lot of women have frowned upon it. Mm. Like, okay, you're a stripper, you know, we're not, you're giving other little people a bad name because you are in this industry. Mm-hmm. And the way that I come at them, I'm like, I'm just small doing a job that a tall woman does. Mm-hmm. You know what? So I don't think that I'm giving you guys a bad name. I am my own person, mm-hmm. you shouldn't associate me with you. Right. And, you know, if you don't like what I'm doing, then you don't have to do it. Yeah, You don't exactly. have to watch my videos, you know, you don't have to come support me in the strip club, but you don't need to talk down on me either. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, people will look at it as little people as a whole, Mm -hmm. Like, well, you're giving us a bad name and other people are asking us if we dance. I'm like, well, that's not on me. That's on the own stupidity of somebody thinking all little people are the same. Yeah. You take it out on that person. Yeah. But don't take it out on me for wanting to live my life, you know, and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And make your own choices with your own bodily autonomy. (laughs) Yes. Does my life affect you? You Right. Um, And then a lot of, you know, like the religious people, you know. Like, God doesn't want you to do this. Oh, you're going to hell, or you shouldn't show off your body. And my body, my choice. Right. Just because I am a stripper does not mean I don't have God in my life either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is a non judgmental person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not terribly religious, you know, I, mm-hmm. I do have beliefs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, doesn't it say in the Bible, don't judge your neighbors or, or some, something like that. Mm-hmm. God, only God can judge you. Mm-hmm. So right now you're breaking your own beliefs by judging somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I slap that back in their face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, that can be a whole extra episode about what religious people have said to me. <laughs> <laughs> Physical challenges, you know, yes. You know, um, I, my hips are, are kind of bad. Okay. So it's harder for me. Like, I, you know, was in gymnastics for middle school and stuff, and I was more active doing sports. And now that this is my only type of exercise that I do, which I should be doing more, it's my own self, not, you know, being lazy. But my hips have kind of locked in place. Mm. You know, I'm unable to do the splits anymore. Um, but I still make it work for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my own tricks that I do. I do my handstand push-ups booty shake in a handstand, you know, I make it work and mm-hmm. I make it fun. Mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, also too, you know, with people, you know, like I'm, I'm a novelty, mm-hmm. you know, a fetish act. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, it's a little bit more in high demand that, you know, some, they want something different, you know, so that really helps, helps out. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of touched on this briefly there, um, the way you adapt your act. So obviously I've seen many feature performers um, who really honestly just kind of rely on their name and their reputation and don't really make much effort or put much effort into their shows. You know, of course, there are some that do, but there's a lot that just, you know, ride on their popularity, which is fine, you know, to each their own. But you really fucking bring it. <laughs> I know, I was watching your Instagram, I was creeping your stories, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, you... Thank Probably you. on your worst day are me on like my 100% trying day. Um, it's wild. So yeah, you you do a lot of gymnastics in your shows and all this wild shit. Um, can you explain how you work the stage and the different pole tricks? I know you you know you climb differently and you've adapted that. So can you can you share with uh, the listeners? Y- yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, kind of a, got a name for it, the the koala climb. Because I climb it like a koala, little koala bear, you know, <laughs> I put my, you know, legs on it and then like scale up the pole. They can't see me doing the motions. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of just look honestly like you're jerking off two dicks right now with your hands. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I scale the pole like a koala bear, you know, because my legs are not long enough to wrap them out around the pole and use my arms right. to so climb, you, you know, You my put legs. the soles of your feet on the pole and climb up it, right, like yep. that. Yeah. And um, I'm able to do, I think it's called the Superman move or whatever, you know, where you, you know, like, yeah, they can't see me doing the motions again. <laughs> <laughs> I do this all the time. I always make facial expressions. I'm like, wait, I got to like. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, definitely, you know, like, a, you know, how you extend like your parallel, you know, with the pole. Mm-hmm. I can do that. And depending on what type of a club it is and their ceiling, you yeah. know, if the pole is connected to the ceiling, I can get all the way to the top and put my feet on the ceiling and walk around in a circle. Just so crazy. I also was blown away. I watched one of your, where did I see this? Was it, I think it was on your Instagram. Um, I stalked you somewhere, obviously. And um, you were, yeah, you were doing a handstand. Oh no, it was your, a recent story you put on Instagram for a uh, rap video that had come out, a rap song. And you were on your hands shaking your you were doing a handstand shaking your booty and I was like oh my god I love yes. this like, I am in love with this um, the, the handstand booty shake thing yeah it's gotta be a crowd pleaser 100 yes and I just started doing that like a year ago too crazy so. yeah I saw you do another move too it was with the violin I, I don't know his name he's the gentleman that does the I. violin Thompson what was the name yeah the violin guy, I am Thompson. Yes, yes, him. You were in a video with him, and you were doing some cool shit there, too. And I was like, well, okay, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're very, very talented. You're definitely Thank not you. someone who just relies on, you know, being a novelty or being a feature performer. And I give you mad props for that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it came from, you know, just adapting as a child. You know, I was very independent, and I didn't want to use stools. Mm. I was like, had that I can do it myself attitude. Mm-hmm. So I would climb up on counters and build my strength that way, climb the neighborhood flagpole, you know, <laughs> and just kind of, you know, that's kind of how I built my strength up. Yeah, that's awesome. What has been the highlight of your career in the adult entertainment industry so far? Probably the people that I have met in this industry, you know, as far as just women, you know, that I've been, that I became best friends with. Um, celebrities. I have gone to perform on stage with Snoop Dogg. Wow, cool! And that was a you know that was fun in its you know self. I 
got on stage with him and um like he's like seven foot or something like that and because you know him as a celebrity it was great to meet him but for him um he walked into his dressing room it was like a tent and they i had been in there with warren g just talking you know dancing and showing them what i could do and like they had obviously been texting him or something Mm -hmm. because when he walked into that tent he's like where's the little one (laughs) and i was like Oh wait, you're talking about me? That is so cool that you want to meet me. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. So that that was a fun experience. Um, I was able to uh, do um, a birthday party for Ozzy Osbourne. Oh my god, that's insane! Um, that was that was fun. Um, There's a few other performers there. Um, Lisa Lish, okay. and she goes by Lisa Licious. Yeah, right. Um, she was there. She does, uh, pussy puppets. Like, um, you know, she spreads her legs and puts, you know, the puppet's face in between her legs. Oh my God. And like, it, it, it is a great show. You'll have to check her Instagram out too. And, yeah, uh, I will. She was there with me and, um, trying to think who else was all performers at the party. It was such a while. It was like almost a year ago now. We do, or half a year. I don't know, but it was fun. You know, Ozzy was there with his family. It was more like a you know intimate party. More you know, wasn't a lot of people, but um. So his family was there. I got to meet Marilyn Manson, oh which my was fun. God. My sixteen-year-old self would have, like creamed myself. Like. Oh, I, I I had to hold in the excitement because I you know wanted to be respectful. You know, he had his girlfriend there, and I know I'm sure she deals with a lot of you know fan stuff. So oh, I talked God. to her as well you know it's like how are you doing make her feel welcome Mm -hmm. and you know when I first met him he's like I don't know if I should be talking to you I just saw you naked on stage (laughs) (laughs) you're like talk to me damn it (laughs) it was funny you know we got a picture you know I got a little video of me jumping into his arms oh my god which is (laughs) which is pretty awesome you know um I've met um have you are you familiar with the movie grandma's boy who, who who is in that one? Why do I know that name? Um, it's like a marijuana movie, you know. Like he's like a video game tester. Okay, okay, yeah. But um, I met well, he the guy's in Grandma's Boy, but he plays in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Um, you know Peter Dante. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He you know was a lawyer in I think Big Daddy. Yeah, gay one of the gay lawyers. Yeah, I recognize. And then him for he. Sure. Um, played the weed man in Grandma's Boy. Oh, okay. Cool. I met him at the same festival that I, fe- festival, is that how you say it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> met him at the same place that I met uh, Snoop Dogg, and not going to lie, he's a little perverted, but <laughs> he, he had picked me up for a picture and was just groping me. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it was it was all in fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, um... Huh. I met Vince Neal, Mario Lopez, and the, these were guys were I met them at this club in Vegas that I performed at. It's like a novelty club. Cool. So they have like a lot of little people that um, do impersonations. Okay. Like they had a mini Kanye West, a mini Lady Gaga. Oh, crazy! You know, cool. Um, and it's like five hundred dollars a head. Oh, you know, for oh, that shit. club. Okay. Um, Miley Cyrus, I think, 
personally owned it or she just frequently there, but I met her as well. And yeah. Wow. So just, I think, you know, just meeting the celebrities, you know, has been quite fun highlight and just pushing myself farther. You know, I started out, you know, I had an Instagram account that had like 11 K followers and it got deleted somehow. And just a year ago, um, well now a year and like five months, I had just restarted my Instagram and I'm up to 158 K now. That's wild. And that was from, you know, doing the videos with Thompson, doing, you know, um, shout outs with, um, you know, Instagram influencers mm-hmm. and, and my, actually my best friend, Lila, she is a comedian in Los Angeles and she's, I think four foot six. Yes. Four foot six. She's a comedian. She has spina bifida and, um, she's helped me grow my page as well, giving me, you know, she was in marketing in high school or in college. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just kind of has been there for me, you know, showing me tools and just as a best friend too, wanting to see me succeed. Awesome. As it's well, so important. You know. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. And uh, her, um, if you want to check her out too, it's a uh, Love Lila Hart. She um, d- has her uh, own little talk show too called Small Talk with oh, uh, Lila Hart. Okay, so something you touched on before, and it's something that I think is necessary to address, that, you know, being a novelty act and the fetishization of little people, right? So I was just curious about how you feel about that, and do you think it's a positive thing, or is it harmful to the community? I think it can be both, I can make a lot of money off of people having a fetish for me. But, yeah, so um, that can help, you know, but at the same time, you know, I'll get a lot of people like, do you have any little people, friends that are in my area? I, I want to hook up with them or, I, or I, want, I want to date a little person. And, you know, I'll, I'll come back, you know, my response would be like, well, you know, the right woman will come to you bigger, you know, small or tall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, little women, we don't want to date somebody because they want us for our size. Of course, yeah. You know, we want to be with somebody that likes us for our personality and, and just be, you know, and want us for us. If, but if you're only attracted to us because we are little, that, can, that might cause issues down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, you make money off the guys that are, you know, like you for you being little. I'm like... Yeah, because it's my job, but I don't yeah. want to date a person that wants me just because I'm little. Yeah. It's too different. If you want to pay me to talk to me, sure, we can work that out. <laughs> it's two very <laughs> different know, worlds. I'm, or I'll be like, why would I, you know, tell my friends about some random internet guy looking for a hookup because he wants to be meet a little person? You think us girls, like when a guy says, hey, hook me up with your friends, if we wouldn't want to to meet a stranger online, why do you think our, we would We'd send our, friend. our good friends along to you, buddy? Like, yeah. I'm not going to put them at risk. Yeah. You know? No, uh, <laughs> I know. And the fact that, like, men don't get that blows my mind. <laughs> like, you know. But you it, It's just funny. So, yeah, like, you know, it can be, it can be a good thing and, you know, a bad thing at the same time. Yeah. No, for sure. You mentioned something there that I actually want to touch on next, which is a perfect segue for me. So thank you for setting that up. The safety concern, right? So safety is, 
a definitely a thing for all women and especially sex workers, you know, the way we're treated and stigmatized and unfortunately the mm-hmm. way our laws are put in place. And part of that is that, you know, we are typically smaller than our clientele, right? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned for yourself, you are, I would say, always smaller than your clientele. And, yes. You know, and I don't want to assume, but like, um, and you know, 99.9%. Yes, exactly. And, you know, you even mentioned, you know, walking to the car, you know, you're, you're a smaller person and that should really be considered. Do you ever feel targeted because of your stature or unsafe? And how do you ensure your safety? There have been a few times where um, I've been at clubs where, like, there was this one gentleman, um, and he was very nice. You know, we talked to the club. You know, he was very um, respectful, and, you know, I felt comfortable with him. Well, I get back to my hotel, and I get a phone call, you know, and like, yeah, there's this guy downstairs, you know, saying, you know, he knows you. And like, I had just, you know, you know, when we talked to the club, you know, he was like, hey, are you staying at this hotel? And, you know, I just was like, oh, yeah, you know, how did you know? And he's like, oh, well, it's the biggest hotel in the city. So I assumed I was like, yeah. So I didn't think anything of it, you know. Ugh. Well, I go down to the lobby with my friend and this guy is trying to get my room number. And the front, the receptionist, you know, lady, she's like, sorry, you know, we, we don't do that. No, and like, I creep. walked up to him and was like, hey, what are you doing here? Yeah, crazy. He's like, oh, um, I, 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 um, I, I, I just wanted to make sure you got to your room safe. I was like, yeah, I did. Thanks. Goodbye. And like, totally that demeanor changed. I thought you were some nice, respectful guy, but you just made me so uncomfortable right now. Uh, like, sure. just within seconds, you know, how... I, could, I felt safe at the club, but then you, you do this one weird thing and now totally makes me feel creepy about you. Mm-hmm. Totally overstepped that boundary and like complete violation. But um, as far as, you know, me feeling safe, I always travel with somebody, whether it be, you know, one of my female friends. It's usually a male that, you know, travels with me. Um. And for the majority of the part, it's been guys that I've dated that have come with me on my gigs um, or just close friends of mine, you know? That's very smart. So I always have somebody traveling with me. Yeah, that's You know, as far as, you know, helping me in the airport to in the hotel because a lot of people don't think about it, but I am not tall enough to reach the door to get into my hotel room. Like, that is how short I am. So I will need help, you know, with the key card to get in there. And some of these doors, you know, they have that, you know, stopper at the top, mm-hmm, yeah. that dead lock. So I can't even pull that door open. So that's a fire hazard. Yeah. So just having that extra help that most people don't think about, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, wow. Okay. I can, you know, it comes to mind, you know, but most people don't, you know, think about it because it, they don't have to go through it. Yeah. It's not their world. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> But yeah, like I was going to say, I think it's smart for all women to travel with another person, Um, especially Mm -hmm. the nature of our job, unfortunately, kind of adds that extra risk sometimes. So yeah, I think it's a very smart tip for any woman to travel, to travel with someone else. You mentioned there, boyfriends, how has dating as a sex worker or stripper been for you? 
Um, for the most part, it's been okay. You know, currently I am single. Um, I have like my most serious relationships that I've been in. I've been in three, like you know, two to three year relationships in my thirty-one years. And um, the first guy, his family was Mormon. They, you know, were kind of pushing me to not do this. You know, they didn't like say it directly to my face. I mean, his dad kind of did one time, like, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. And, but, um, and they were the Mormon type where they lived, majority of them lived in Mexico and they had more than one wife. So <laughs> I'm, the, I, you know, it, it wasn't the, you know, teenage wives, they're all adults. So, you know, I was like, okay, that's, you know, I, I, I can deal with that. You know, it's, but I wouldn't want to be the second wife. I couldn't do that for myself. No. You know, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge your family for doing that. You guys are, you know, dating, you guys are with adults. You're not doing the, you don't take it on children wives. Yeah. But, um, but I was, it was like walking on eggshells in that relationship. You know, um, I had to, I mean, I didn't have to do it, but I did it. You know, they made me do it. Um, I, I'm a horror buff, but they made me sell all my horror movies. They didn't like that. I like watching horror movies. It was really bad. Oh my God. Um, if I wanted my alone time, I had to hide watching porn. <laughs> Cause sometimes, you know, us ladies just want to do it ourselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I had to sneak away and do that. Oh my God. And it was just not good. And like, you know. Yeah, that not with that person anymore. <laughs> oh, you don't say. <laughs> um, yes, uh, but you know they they traveled with me on my gigs and helped me. You know, and uh, but what things that they would judge me for doing, they would do themselves, or, or you know, like they didn't like that other bouncers would carry me, or in the club, or that I was a dancer. But then they would use my personal tips tip the other girls you know I'm all for tipping other women I don't care but don't like you know like come at lie to me about it or take my money and hide doing it if you want to go tip a girl like hey can I go tip this girl can I borrow some money sure sweetheart go yeah. right ahead support another girl but also but <clears throat> the idea of you know chastising you for what you're doing but then cheering on someone else for doing it too that kind of hypocrisy right not okay yeah. with that. And then they had um, a drug addiction, so I would have a few girls come up to me like, um, your man is asking us for drugs. What do we do? Oh, and yeah. I'm like, oh, really? Um, don't give it to them? <laughs> I mean, and it, it was just like, you know, like, you would hide it from me. I always told, you know, them, like, talk to me. You yeah. know what I mean? If you have an issue, but don't lie to me that you're doing it. Yeah. I think, you that, know, honestly, and, um, I think that also has to do with yeah, are you you are out as a sex worker, right? Or as a stripper, right? You don't hide it. I think sometimes too, and this may just be speaking mostly for myself. I'm very much that attitude, similar to you, where it's like, let's talk about it. Let's you know, don't hide things. But I think it comes with being so open about something mm-hmm. that that can be hard to talk about, right? It can be hard to tell people, hey, I'm a stripper, and like have to deal with that backlash sometimes. So I don't know if it's the same for you, but I think I'm so used to de- having those hard talks that I, you know, I hope my partner, 
meets me on that level too. When it's hard stuff, hey, let's talk right, about right. it. Right. Yeah. So I yeah. And I recent well not recently, but I struggled with cocaine myself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, off and on since I was eighteen years old. You know, I was doing it. And the last time that I was on it, I was in it for about four years almost every day. I am proud to say I'm almost three years sober. Congratulations. And thank you. Yeah. So, you know, I I get it. I get it's hard to talk about your addictions, but when you're with somebody, you you should be able to help each other, you know, and, but, um, yeah, get off that crazy guy. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, as far, you know, as relationships, these other, the other two serious relationships I had, one was a serious alcohol or uh, alcoholic Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, coming, taking them to clubs just kind of made it worse. Yeah. You know, I wasn't trying to put them in that, in that, eh. I wasn't trying to put them in that environment, you know, because I thought that, you know, they cared about me and they could control the addiction, but sometimes your addiction is stronger than the person you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And so, you know, that ended, you know, from the alcohol and myself, you know, I, not saying that his behavior pushed me to it. It was part of it, but I kind of, you know, I, I kind of strayed away from them and, you know, cheated. And I'm not proud that I did that, but I can, you know, I can honestly now, you know, say my faults, you know, that I was, you know, I didn't feel loved and wanted, so I strayed away. I still don't justify what I did for those reasons, but that's why, you know, I had done them. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. And then this most recent relationship, um, best friend, known him since I was 16 years old. Uh, we met each other at a haunted house. I played Ooh. Chucky. So he supported your <laughs> horror addiction. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, he was like a different character like every night, you know, just whatever they wanted him to be. But um, And we just kind of, you know, we were friends for that time that I was working and then we lived in about a half an hour away from each other. We went to different schools, so we didn't keep in touch. And then when I was about 24 years old, 23, after the alcohol relationship ended, uh, he reached out to me online, or, or I put a post on Facebook that said, I'm going to Vegas for New Year's. Who wants to come with me? And he's like, hey, I just got out of college. You know, I'd love to take an adventure. I don't have the money. And, you know, I was like, I don't care. I'm working out there. I'll get it back. I'll buy you a plane ticket. You can be my bodyguard and work it off. So we just kind of hung out, like, every day almost for a whole month until that Vegas trip. We stayed out there for five weeks working together. Oh, my God. And just kind of developed a better friendship and a love. And we moved out to Colorado together, got engaged, and... I don't know. I think we we may have both fell out of love. I know I did because I was thinking about the alcohol relationship guy That'll because I was about to get married and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I started having you know feelings for my other ex, for my ex, you know, and I just had to reach out to that guy because I was like, I can't get married if I'm thinking about somebody else, you know. So, yeah, but me and I'm not with either of the gentlemen. I talked to both of them, but I'm not with anybody. But uh, the guy that um, I went to Vegas with, we're still best friends. He is still my 
you know, um, assistant still travels with me for work. I see him at least two to three times a week. So, yeah, we kept that friendship and, you know, occasionally, you know, when uh, we both are in need of those needs that we get. <laughs> we have fun. <laughs> dot dot dot. We're, we're adults here, you know. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a perfect segue because I want to ask you this question, and I asked you if I had permission to. <laughs> so I've honestly always wondered this, and you did give me the green light to ask it. How does sex work <laughs> for a little person? This is not to be rude. Well, I think yes. it's a very fair <laughs> question. I've never had sex with a little male or a little female, a little person female, a little person male. Um, yep. Okay, so this is going to sound really stupid. Can you have sex with a tall man? And do m- male little people have for lack of a better term, like regular size penises. Right. Yes. No, definitely legit question, you know, um, because a lot of people don't know, but okay. All right. Yes. So as far as, um, you know, males, I describe it as, you know, you would have a tall guy with a small penis or you could have a tall guy with a big wiener, big dick. I, I, I believe it's, you know, the same with a little person, you know, I mean, I've been with, I've had sex with one little person, but I've, messed around with a couple little people, but you know, it's like they can have, you know, a big dick or regular, regular size dick, or they can have a little dick, you know? And as far as female little people, I don't understand how it works, but I have taken nine fucking inches before. Holy shit. I, I can't even take I don't, nine in. Where I don't does it go? Where it <laughs> I, I don't, my uh, former friend is, was like, it's like a, magic trick it just disappears she wanted to do an ultrasound to see where it fucking goes yeah you know? yeah that's but, wild um, good on you i always you know i i say that um my arms and legs and my torso may be smaller but my vagina works just the same maybe even better sometimes it sounds better you know, it might be a little bit tighter for the pleasure but yeah it sounds it sounds like a better vagina i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, maybe not so much like girth that I can take, but I can handle a long one. Okay. Well, maybe, you know, a, a little bit of girth here, but uh, okay, so you nobody else will be able to see this, but I can show you this. I had a guy that was literally like this. Not inside me. So how can we describe that? What are you holding right now? A pill bottle? No, uh, what is that? Oh, it's like a huge ass it's a, it's fucking like a vitamin. Oil jar. Oh my god. It's like a how how many inches is that do you think wide? Like five, I don't four know. or five, <laughs> five five inches wide? Four in, no, four inches wide? It looks like it's probably honestly around like four inches plus wide. And um and you know, I, I obviously couldn't take it. I was like, we can try because I'm also trying. But let's just say it didn't work, and I was in pain for, like, a few days after that from the stretching. A plus for trying. (laughs) I wouldn't have even fucking tried that, so. A for effort, I tried. But normally, you know, like, like when I I, I saw this dick, like, you know, (laughs) like, not to be rude to anybody or, you know, guys, but 
you know, when we see little dicks, sometimes, you know, women will be like, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll laugh. Yeah. Know, whatever. When I saw his dick, I laughed because <laughs> it was so big. I was like, oh, my God, that no way. <laughs> like, I was laughing because of how big it was. Like, like are you fucking well, it's not even a, like it's legit. Like I had a friend who is very well. He was an ex actual who was very very hung, and it was very limiting to what positions we could do. I couldn't ride him because it hurt. You know, if he went came from behind, that kind of hurt most days. Like, um, so sometimes like the big dicks aren't aren't great. <laughs> like to be honest, I'm okay with like a larger medium sized dick. <laughs> My comfortable, you know, level is seven to eight inches in length. Oh my God, That's- you're wild. <laughs> <laughs> and where are, you, where are you finding these fucking unicorns? Like, <laughs> um, To be honest, it's been like the tall skinny white dudes. <laughs> always. This is what I told me and my girlfriend say all the time. It's always the tall skinny white fucks that have big dicks. So weird. Yes. <laughs> and, and with me being, you know, two foot ten, you know, just under three feet, I have like a tall guy fetish and majority Ooh, okay. of guys I've dated have been six foot or taller. Oh, interesting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I bet that pisses off so many girls because I'm five three and I always date like usually six feet over and my last ex was six four and girls are always like, dude, leave the tall ones to the tall girls. I'm like, nah. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah, I dated a 6'4 guy once before. That's amazing. Yeah. That was actually, I met him at the very first club I worked at in Indiana. That lasted a couple months. So, long distance, you know. That'll do but, it, yeah. <laughs> but, yes. So, yes, for everybody asking, I can take a real dick. Or, you know, I can take an average dick. Girl, average, you can take a fucking gigantic dick. Yes. <laughs> and if you want to find out, you can sign up for my premium page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug. Okay, three quick last questions for you. Number one, what is one thing you haven't done sexually but you want to try? Ooh, that is easy. Um, I want to be taken over by two women. Okay, well, I'll find a friend. Don't worry. Dominate me. <laughs> what? I'll find a friend. Don't worry. We can we can help you yes. out. <laughs> Please, like I get like I watch lesbian porn. You know, of like course. I'm not gonna be in a relationship with a woman, mm-hmm. but it it just it turns me on. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can't watch straight porn, and you know, it's like okay, whatever. But but then when I when the opportunity comes up, I get really shy. Because I want it, but I'm nervous. Yeah. So it's like, you guys would just need to tie me down and just go for it. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Awesome. Your next question. What is something you've done or tried that you'd probably never try again? Is it sexual or just anything? Usually sexual. Anal. Never, ever. Nope. Not happening. I I tried it with an ex of mine and... Like, I can never get past the head. It, I can never get relaxed enough. I'm too scared. And, you know, he started, and then I was just like, no, this is not going to work. So he thought that he was out of that region. So, he, you know, he was leaning over me to kiss me. And he wasn't out of that region completely. And it slid in a little bit. And I screamed. And he thought that I was laughing because I was like, ah. And so he, he did, but then he looked over at me and he noticed that I was crying. Oh. But he's very generous. This might be a little too much TMI, but 
you know, he wrapped my, you know, underwear in toilet paper and took care of me. Aww. <laughs> He's like, I'm so sorry. And I had to work that day. I had to work that night at the club. Oh, know? my God. My little bum was just... <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, so, fingers and small toys, yes. Dicks and dildos, no. That's fair. That's, you know, that's very fair. <laughs> Last one. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? That it doesn't matter, um, you know, who, okay. That you can be disabled and beautiful at the same time. Because a lot of people look at disabled people and they don't look at them sexually. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they think, oh, we have a disability. We can't have fun. We can't, it doesn't matter. I mean, Anybody, you know, but just, you know, coming from, you know, my own self that you can be disabled and beautiful. And, you know, it's not my exact quote. It's something my best friend is, you know, I mean, I've thought this all along, but it's something that she has put in my head or, you know, that talks about all the time. She's very in, you know, advocate for that. I mean, um, the, the comedian girl, Lila. Yeah. But I would definitely use that and just be like, you know, you don't have to, you, you can be disabled and beautiful. Yeah. You know, you can be sexualized and you don't need to be, think of as weak, weakened, or that you can't do this. And not even just like sex, but just, you know, beauty competitions, mm-hmm. you know, anything. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's a great Thank note you. to end it on. All right, Cassie, thank you so much for joining me. Is there anything else that the audience would be able to take away from this that you have a little, I know we were talking, I'm kind of leading you into something here that I thought was interesting that you told me, but I'm sure the audience will like to hear as well. (laughs) Well, um, just a little bit, you know, about my family. You know, I have a sister who's also a little and we um, love each other to death, but we are complete opposites. I am 31. Well, I'll be 31 actually on Sunday, May 3rd, it's my birthday, and my sister will be 35 uh, in June. Um, We're both about, she's three feet, I'm two foot ten, but as far as occupations, I'm the world's small stripper, and she decided she wanted to be a minister, and I don't think there's a minister that is three feet, so I think that she could, you know, get a record for being the world's smallest minister. That's actually amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Cassie, before I let you go, where can people find you? Um, I have a Twitter, um, and that is sassy with two S's and two E's, underscore Cassie, two S's and two E's. And then you can find me on Instagram, sassy Cassie spelled the same way, double S, double E. 89, Sassy Cassie 89. And then I have a Facebook page, Sassy Cassie, spelled the same way. (laughs) And as far as if you want to see the unedited, uncut, uncensored version, (laughs) I do have an OnlyFans. And that would be OnlyFans.com backslash Sassy Cassie. Love it. Awesome. As always, you guys can find me at 50plusatip on Instagram or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. You can slide into my DMs, email me with any questions, comments, love, whatever. 
And feel free to show your love and support by subscribing to my OnlyFans as well at OnlyFans.com slash Danica underscore darlings. That's D-A-N-I-C-A underscore D-A-R-L-I-N-G. Make sure to check out our amazing sponsors, Temptations Avenue, and get 25% off your entire order when you use code TIP25. And get 10% off your first online order of skincare products from Truly Lifestyle Brand with the code TRULYPLUSATIP. Thank you so much for joining me, Cassie. And who knows, if I ever come to Canada, we could make some fun content together. Yes, let's do it. I am so down for that. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks so much for joining me, Cassie. Thank you for having me. And have a wonderful week and happy Halloween. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 